Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome. To stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being to grace this planet. There's two guys. A man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby. God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Gatz, and this is Stupidity. Here we go, Jim. We were at uh, Lake Tahoe. We were at the golf tournament. It's very excited. We that sound you, like it. We, I feel terrible. I sound terrible. I got back to my hotel room last night. I uh, and I woke up this morning. That makes and exactly what I wore to dinner last yeah, night. It's, it's a good night, my friend. Uh, well, tell me about it quickly. Uh, tell him, Chris. Well, it was a bad night to be a craps table. I'll tell right. You that much. Okay. You know, dollars were spent. Crazy right. people. We we had interactions oh with about six God. or seven crazy people. Yep. But uh, all in all, we all walk away with money. We were the table. You want to be that table yeah. in the casino that everybody's jealous of. Right. Yeah. You're high five and you hit a hard six. Everyone's happy and everybody else is like, damn, I wish I was at that. And table. this is this is stupidity. So I can honestly say we shut the motherfucker down. Yeah, we did. We shut boy. Down. They were like, enough of this. They were like, enough. Too much yeah. winning. Mm-hmm. We stop. And we got off to a really rough start. Yeah. I mean, when. How many consecutive times is it going to land on black? Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. Well, you kept telling me to bet black, Mike. Like, you guys no, saw. No, I kept telling no, you to we go red. Yeah. Okay, two, so you guys two, saw. Two. You guys saw that I only play blackjack. Like, yeah. I don't even know the rules to roulette. There were, I had different colored chips than Chris that were well, worth the same amount of money, and I was confused that's, by that's it. That's because if they were all the same color, it'd be very confusing. <laughs> yeah. I, and I realized that a couple of minutes in. <laughs> um, yeah, the roulette table was not kind to us, but you know what? We got our way. We, oh. we, we fought our way back. We, we hung tough. We, yeah. we kept chopping. Kept chopping. Yeah. 
the blinders mm-hmm. on. Excellent. And uh, hit a few hard eights. Yep. And Ugh. next thing you know, your boy. Hard sexy. Yeah. Oh, the hard sexy. <laughs> the hard sexy. <laughs> oh, I love a hot oh. craft table. That's honestly a top five craft table I've ever been to. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Chris especially went on a heater. Oh. Chris is one of those guys that's just good at everything. <laughs> yep. He I'm, is. I'm really envious. Um. Yeah. Well, I'm glad yeah. you guys went on a heater. I uh, yeah. I left and walked back to my hotel and had several heaters and then fell asleep in exactly what it is I was wearing to dinner. I bet. You know who else I bet could crush a craps table? Who? David Wells. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, my oh, God. Man. You think he has? Oh, yeah. I think he's doing it right now. Yeah. Yeah, this is An hour before his tea time. Yeah. Guys, I got news for you. Uh, we're, we're recording this on Friday. I saw Tony Romo, and oh, that means that the American Century Match Play uh, Tournament, the celebrity uh, tournament in Lake Tahoe, has started. What's it's kind of like when Jim Rome gets to the Super Bowl, Mike. Yeah. No, it hasn't. It hasn't officially begun until Tony Romo starts yes. loosening up his back. Yeah. That's that's really when it starts. He's got a team of coaches here. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a lot of tape on his wrist. It's a celebrity pro-am. No, he takes this very seriously. Yes, he does. He takes it more seriously than anybody else, and I'm, I'm not so sure that's a great thing because yeah. this is like all good vibes, loosey goosey. Yeah. I would hate to go into a tournament like this, like really having expectations right. for myself because right. you have to honestly be a, built a certain way because there's going to be a lot of failure in this type of tournament. Of course, yeah. We experienced it yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> well, you did? Look, man, I showed up for the party holes, and that's all you really man, want to show up for. You did great. I could you build great. a small apartment in Andrew Whitworth's thighs. Oh, my God. I would like to. <laughs> <laughs> a nice, like a... It, Maybe, it might only be a one bedroom, <laughs> but you, but you have a closet. You have a closet. It, walk in. A uh, half half walk in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, a little bit of a uh, different episode here on Stupidity this week. It is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code Stu for a special offer when you sign up. That's code Stu only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Different because we're in Tahoe. Different because Mike and Chris were kind enough to help me out. And different because we have not one but two guests this week. We're going to start it off with David Wells. Boomer, how about that? Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold Miller Lite. So we have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Oh my gosh. Folks, gather around. Everyone gather around. Listen to these words. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers, listen to me. You bet just five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Boomer, you are, listen to me, you take this thing very seriously, my friend. I am proud of you. You are in the zone right now. Oh, <laughs> this is just uh, some eye wash right here. <laughs> so, you know, it just looked good for the crowd, and, and then, but I pay for it later. We have, a, uh, we have an important question to ask you. It's really the reason we wanted you on, okay? Oh, boy. We noticed last night at the players-only meeting, mm-hmm. no one works a fucking room like David Wells. What is the key to working a room? You know, you don't see your buddies for a year, so you, yeah. you got to go on there and talk a little crap, get in their head a little bit, say, "Hey, I'm here." Right. You know. And so it helps if you're friends with them. That's uh, that's a good part of yeah. it. Yeah. Because walking into that room, there's a good. Fair amount of imposter syndrome, especially for guys like us. I kind of treated it like the first ever ladies' night I went to at college, where it's just grab a beer, head to the corner, <laughs> and just give head nods. Oh yeah, yeah. But you're running that thing. But here's the thing: I, I learned early in my career. You know, we'd always play the Orioles, and Cal Ripken was always so nice to me. I'm like, why is he so nice? Inviting me for beers and doing all that. Because he, he wants to get friends with all the pitchers so they don't throw inside and they feel he just wants to buddy up. Oh, he's my buddy. He's going to like me, sign a couple autographs. Then he takes you deep two, three times in the game. You're like, what the hell? Sorry about that. I'm going right under your chin. I learned the hard way, but that's what you do. So little chin music, huh? Yeah. So yeah. guys that you're going to compete against out here, you let them know. Yeah, right. You're out here, you talk, and then you just, then you, as long as you go out and you know, and back it up, then you're good to go. Then all of a sudden, you're... But you can't back that up. That guy's uh, too good of a player. Vinny Delmagro, defending money... champ, is strolling by right now. That, you're putting your money on Vinny, huh? I got, I got my money on Vinny. I'm going to give you Myself and Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what What place did you finish in last year? 20th. Uh, okay, not bad. That's not bad. Not bad. Yeah. I'm going to give you a sneaky pick right now, okay? It's his first year playing. Dwight Freeney. I played golf with Dwight Freeney, and I am telling you, he's a scratch golfer. Dwight Freeney could be a sleeper pick here this weekend. Well, there's a lot of guys that come out here, and they could be a plus five, and they'll poop the bed because <laughs> they get nervous out here. They get the crowds like that, and if they're not used to it, and, and let me tell you, these greens aren't easy. These things, I know, fast. if you roll, fast, if you barely nip the, if you nip the edge. And it's rolling really slow. It'll spit it out six feet away, and then you got a knee knocker coming back, and you're going, "What the hell's going on?" Right. So unless you hit it right in the center of the cup, you're gonna have a bad day. Did that ever work, by the way? Ripken buying you beers, and then you being soft on Ripken, like I not was. with you. you no, worked? I did. I did. You, you found yourself really. That's why you work a room sometimes, and you get these guys. <laughs> that's why I'm telling you. Yeah. Wells, you are good. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta get under Del Negro. Uh, you gotta, you got you gotta really work the charm with him, and then you just rip out his trachea like Roadhouse. You try to, but he's such a nice guy, free spirited. <laughs> you know, I don't think a whole lot of things bother him, but a lot of these guys out. Here. You'd be surprised, you know. There's the machoism that they, they, uh, you know, they pose, and then they come out here and they're softies, and you know, and then all of a sudden you see them whining a little bit because they hit a little bad shot. I, I golfed with Smolty a couple years ago, right? And his his shoulder was hurting a little bit. It was hit, rodin him and I, and and I, I, I go, guys, 
why are you bitching so much? You guys are not far <laughs> from the lead, and you're sitting here crying. I'm struggling, you know, and I'm having fun just watching you. So I'm gonna start ragging your butts a little bit, you know. And it, it, but it didn't work because I got worse as the day went on. Is that was that because of beers or like? No, I didn't yeah. have any beers. No but beers. I should have had them. Right. You know, you need to swing lube once in a while, but uh, try to keep it. Uh, you know, if you're gonna have any, hide them. Don't don't let the camera see it. You sure. Know, it's not good for the. It's not good for TV. Right. But I, then again. What what, items, what items are you speaking of? <laughs> All the above. <laughs> I'll have them. Oh, there, there, there's your uh, sneaky pick right Freddy, there. Pretty. I just told David Wells you're a sneaky pick to win this thing, man. Well, I mean, I played with you, dude. <laughs> I'm a whole course. That's what I'm comfortable with. Dwight Freedy is strolling by. Where are you going right now? ESPN. I'll see you in a minute. Okay, excellent. How are you, sir? Excellent. Pleasure. Um, Welcome aboard. What up, pimp? What up, pimp? He's working it right now. He's already he's already established the game plan. I know I know Trey real well. He him and Marshall Falk are really good buddies, and so I golf a lot with 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 Snake, aka Pimp. Right. And so, uh, but he's got game two. So maybe he'll, maybe he'll settle him down. Uh, Wells, do you like baseball? Like this form, baseball in this current form, where pitchers, starting pitchers, are going. <laughs> I don't even call them starters anymore. You're a guy who's notorious. Okay, whether you had your, you know, your good stuff, whether you're, whether it was the mediocre stuff, but you still won eight innings, nine innings, seven innings. Now you have guys going two and three innings. They're soft, right? Hundred percent. Uh, I don't yes. like it. To be honest with you. I haven't watched baseball in four years. Wow. Yeah. So it's, wow. I just really? don't like. I just don't like it. I just think. I mean, there's a lot of money. God bless them for getting the money. But you know, I, I think 90% of these players don't know who the hell the guys were in the 90s. Yeah. Let alone the 80s. But uh, you know, they just—it's a different breed right now. They're—they're—they're, they're, you know, they're pampered a little bit. You know, they're coddled, and you know, you got to have that—that—that that, that bulldog mentality. You look at Oral Hershiser. You know, he was—he was. He was the epitome of yes. that. He went. He didn't care. He's just grinding it, and look at what he did. And he guy coach comes out, sit your ass right back in the dugout. I'm good out here. I don't. What are you gonna tell me? Yeah. You know. Right. You know. You gonna give me a breather? I know how to take a breather. <laughs> I just walk back, tie my shoes, and you know, and then I get my little breather. But these days, it's it's like wow. It's just so many changes, and they're bitching and complaining about speeding the game up. Well, you got so many changes. And umpires, the reviews, it's like, it's all I was. I, now they want exit velocity, spin rate. It's all been there since uh, the beginning of time. You are, know? are you for the uh, the computerized uh, umpiring system that we're headed towards? Let me tell you something. I hated the umpires. I did not like them. <laughs> they changed their strike zone a lot with me later in the game. Right. That pitch was a strike early in the game. Now it's a ball late in the game. But to their credit, they get it probably 95% of the calls they get are right. So it's kind of a dis... You know, it, it's a... Who's yeah. weighing it down? Angel Hernandez? Give us he, the he's, a, he's the absolute worst. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. He oh, might yeah. be a nice guy, but he's terrible <laughs> on the field because I think it's all about him. And Joe West was, yep. you know, I never had a problem with Joe Cowboy. West, but you Cowboy. see Cowboy Joe, you know, and I just, I knew when I had him, I just, you can't fight City Hall. Yeah. So you just stay away from Joe, let him do what it is. He'll come to you, you know, eventually. But Angel just, he takes it a little too personal and all that stuff. I so. do think that the shift um, and the corrections that they're going to make with that are, are going to bring some people back to the game because there's just. Uh, Wells knows when it happens. He hasn't watched. He hasn't watched. Years, no. Man. I feel like I'm breaking, breaking that, it to that, him. That strike zone you're talking about, he's never seen it before. He doesn't know, like yeah. the electronic strike zone. Well, well, for me, it's it's I, I want to watch it so much because it's I love the game. It's the greatest sport in the world. But and the Yankees are great. Yeah, they're doing good. But yeah. my thing is, is that you just 
you gotta let the players play sometime and they gotta figure out how to get out of trouble. Because I was telling uh, some friends last night that the best pitcher I ever saw holding a run run a one run lead after the sixth after the sixth inning was uh, was Tom Glavin. This right. dude pitched his butt off. He was sneaky and he went out there, but he bared down. Maddox was the same way. All those guys were, and and that's the guys you want to watch. At, you know how to hold a run, a one run lead mm -hmm. into the late into the game, and and it's just like instead of having, a, you know, five pitcher change coming in there, but you know you just matchups, and you don't want the sure. matchups. So, to me, it's like you, you watch guys like that. These guys should watch. I was in the minor league, and my pitching coach in Double A, Larry Hardy. Handed me a beta. Remember the beta match? Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's what we had back then, and he had a lot of footage of Steve Carlton. And Steve Carlton was one of my idols. Gator was number one. Steve Carlton was number two. And my, mecha my mechanics were almost identical to Steve Carlton. Yeah. You can't, you can't implement <laughs> Gator, well, man. He was so wiry and, and just, and he was so well, great. That's probably what you were getting at in terms of respecting the game uh, yeah. and the people that came before. You modeled your game after absolute horses. The game has evolved so much that a starting pitcher isn't really going to watch David Wells' tape no. to, to approach the modern game. And that's really a problem with it, I think. A hundred percent. And you know what? And, and I learned by, by talking to hitters. You know, I, they're on my team. I'm going up. Hey, what would you do in this situation if it was me? How are you gonna get? How am I gonna get you out? Or how do you think I'm gonna get you out? I did that, but then my bullpen sessions were spot on. I took so much pride. Yeah, this D-Lo guy behind me. There's a sneaky guy right there. Another horse. But, Another guy who would go seven, eight, nine. Yeah. But yeah, but to me, it's like you take your bullpen sessions and you take those out into the game when you start, and they're not all gonna be, you know. Perfect. They're not all going to be great, but at least you're going to have. You throw strikes, you're going to stay in the game a lot longer. And these guys nibble, nibble, nibble. We'll uh, we'll get you out of here on this note. Um, a quick one. Manny Ramirez said recently that if Derek Jeter played for the Royals, he'd be just another guy. Your thoughts, David? <laughs> I don't think so. I think Derek's going to be great no matter where he went. Really? Yeah. He brought he brought a lot to the to the field. He, you know, he was a leader. You know, he he wasn't afraid to fail. And that's one of the things these guys today are afraid to fail. And Derek Jeter was a grinder. He wanted to be great. There's guys that, you know, he, you want to be good, you want to be okay. He had the mentality of, I want to be great, and I'm going to, regardless of what team I'm on, who you surround me with, he's going to get his. You look at Ichiro in Seattle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, he was, a, he was, you know, a little punch and Judy, but he had power from time to time. But he got his, and he made things happen. And it didn't matter what Ichiro was on. He's going to get his 200 the, the legend is that Ichiro could have been like a 35 home run a year guy if he wanted to, but he was just exploiting the inefficiencies of like, you're going to give me the double, I'm going to hit a gapper whenever I want. Well, so could, so could Pete Rose, so could Tony Gwynn, Wade Boggs. Mm -hmm. Those guys could have been 35, 40 home run hitters, but they were, you know, situation. They wanted to get the RBIs. Yeah. They wanted to get their hits. And, I miss that. And be the top leaders. And now now it's the exit velocity. It's, it's the spin rate. They want to see... Balls hit out of the park instead of playing the small ball. There's guys like Joey Gallo, and this this uh, career statistic blew my mind. He has two career sacrifice flies. <laughs> I love that. Two career sacrifice right. flies. And and that's that's just the way the game's changing. So you know, nobody bunts anymore. So Manny's a jackass. I mean, <laughs> those are my words, not your words. Manny is was a competitor. But I you don't it. attack Derek Cheater. I mean, who no. does that? No, you don't. But the thing is, people have issues with certain people. Maybe they're jealous of them. But you know, get over it. Give right. give credit where credit is due. And Derek Jeter deserves a lot of credit because he 
he rallied the guys around him. He he fired guys up, you know, starting rallies. That's why they called him Mr. November. Uh huh. You know, he could have been October and November. He yeah. could have really pissed off Reggie Jackson on Mr. October. But I, I think that's Manny's point, though. If he played for the Royals, there would be no Octobers. <laughs> yeah, well, Manny played on a lot of good teams. Yeah, and he did. Uh, David, uh, thank you so much for being so gracious. My pleasure. Uh, yeah. Teaching us how to work a room. Thank you, Boomer. Uh, yeah, that's all right. I, I'm a... a Big time fan of not I just your game, but your game now. plan I'm, here. I'm betting on Wells now. Yeah. No, don't, don't, no. don't. No. In 20th place, no. David. Just put me in the top 30, I'll be happy. All right. Good. All right. That'd be good. But yeah. I'll, I'll go for top 10 this time. All right, David. You're Thank you so guy. much. All right, guys. Have You're a, good a legend, one. my man. Thank you. Mike, surprise, David Wells. Did you make news there with David Wells? He hasn't watched baseball in four years. That's wild. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, this is a dude that is throwing a perfect game, yeah. and he cannot stand yeah. baseball. So I kind of feel justified in all my baseball takes over the last few years. If David Wells doesn't like the sport to the point that he's avoiding it actively, yeah, I, I do think that's a bit of news. Uh, you saw me try to box him in on Derek Cheetah, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're right, man. It's, it's you don't get to be. I didn't cat. say it, man. He said it. Yeah, you don't get to be that. You don't get to be the captain if you're in Kansas City. It's By the way, a, Chris Berman will always be boomer to me. Like there's only one. David boomer? Wells is boomer number two. I mean, mm, yeah, for no, sure. No, it goes in the rankings of boomers. It goes Esiason. <laughs> well, he's booms. Yeah, right. Different. Uh, Esiason Berman and then uh, mm. Boomer Wells. All but right. he he. Had, Wait, are you putting Boomer first? Boomer Esiason. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. he went to a Super Bowl. It, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but did he did, come did, up did with, the either, either of the other two go to a Super Bowl? <laughs> did he come up with fair what? point? No. Ooh. But he lost the Super Bowl. Look, I have to the end of the Yeah, it was. But it's morning <laughs> it's Tahoe. Yes. Super Bowl week. I have what? to the end of a Sorry, segment to take something back. Yeah. I will take it back. Chris Berman, top boomer. All right, good. Thank you. Tumor. <laughs> uh, we have a. Uh, is David Wells a legend? Would you call him a, le- yeah, he's yeah, a he's legend? Yeah, he's a Yankee. You say Yankee legend. He's a Yankee, Yankee legend. legend. Yeah, You're right. Uh, and San Diego Padre <laughs> legend, I guess. He had a tattoo of the San Diego Padres on a, on his arm. All right, let's. Uh, well, thank you to the David Friars. Wells for taking some time. That was fun. It I enjoyed was. that with David Wells. Let's go to another legend. His name is Joe Buck. He is a certain Hall of Famer. JB. Joe Buck is with us. We're at uh, Lake Tahoe at the golf tournament. We tee off in about a half hour. I've noticed Joe. Um, we'll get to Colin Jost in just a second. He was okay. uh, right next to you on the driving range, taking yes. this thing way too seriously. But you, my friend. <laughs> you were on there for quite some time. Like you're yeah. taking it pretty seriously too. And it's just it's moronic because I have no <laughs> chance of winning. But I'm competitive and I'm gonna go to seventeen and right. all the Northern California sports fans are gonna be riding me because they think I don't like the Giants or the mm-hmm. 49ers or the Raiders or the Warriors. And so I wanna perform well, knowing that I'm aiming right for the middle of the pack. And yet I go crazy and I have nightmares about this. What is the fan base that uh, gets on you the most? San Fran. Yeah, that fan base, really? I mean, the, the Northeast guys, it's all kind of more in good fun. Like they'll they'll say, oh, you hate the uh, you hate the Red Sox, you hate the Yankees," uh, but then they'll slap you on the back and go, "I love you, man. Let's have a shot." <laughs> That's how we roll, Joe. Right. San Francisco. I remember I was packing up my backpack after a World Series game uh, at whatever it's called. Then it was, I think, AT and T Park, and this father and son were down there, and they're, "Mr. Buck, Mr. Buck." 
and I'm packing my stuff up and eventually I look over and I wave to him and this little kid and his father both gave me the finger which was I'm sure a moment that they talk about still to this day I wanted to take the kid immediately away from his father uh, and just say you need to do better sir but you know, at least it's not sitting with you though Jeff. no yeah no that's true and and uh, hey Whatever. As long as people know I'm there, I guess that's a mild win. And then you, you know, you you shoot from there. Uh, Colin Jost was right next to you on the uh, driving range with a track man. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> dude is taking. But I saw. Listen, I was right next to you when he came up to you. He said, "Hey, you need someone to heckle you." Right. And then the heckler pulls out a track man and hits a thousand balls on the range. Exactly. Today. Yes. I, I don't know what's going on with him. I, we we have a mutual friend. Uh, I'm not going to name drop, uh, but. Somebody that knows both he and I, and he said that uh, Colin has told him that he's not sleeping because of this event, and he's just crazed about wanting to play well. I get it. I mean, we're all kind of competitive. I'm not going to come out here and, you know, slap it around and hope that I just don't hit people. I want to make a score. I want right. to. I want to show up. I, I've played, I think, six times. I've finished tied for 15th one year, mm-hmm. which is the greatest athletic achievement in my life. And I, I, what was it before that? Uh, getting on 18-2 in two, uh, at Pebble Beach in, oh, the, wow. in the AT&T program that was on TV. Wow. It was in, on a loop in my home. For Wait, Joe, you did that? Two, I just played Pebble Beach like two, yeah, two weeks ago. You got... I got on in two. Don't ask get me Get the how. hell out of yeah. here. And then I... Wow. Uh, damn near three putted. I did make birdie. Nice. And it was on TV. But so those are yeah. It's golf. It's it's nothing <laughs> with uh, with anything with like a bat and a ball or playing hoops or any of that stuff. Joe, have you noticed that Sugats has ketchup on his face and you're just being kind about it? Where is it? Yeah, right. Oh, right, you're good. Yeah, no, keep yeah, it right there. there. Yeah, but they don't want it. To, they want it to <laughs> stay there. You also have a booger group. just hanging out of your. Well, left so does Clooney. I mean, <laughs> I think that's a whitehead. <laughs> I don't think that's a booger. Wait, I have ketchup and a booger, Mike? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. thanks for telling me. You're ahead of the game. Yeah. I mean, Buck, what do you do? You're sitting right next to me. You, don't you want me to, to pop it? What do you <laughs> want me to do? I, it is what it is. Are you hungry? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Not anymore. Not yet. Yeah. My, my appetite's gone. Joe, I, I'd like to ask you about uh, Dan's uh, topic of the spring, which was uh, <laughs> broadcaster realignment. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it, it was, you know, Sugats. It was an exhausting oh. topic du jour. Yeah, it's but, horrible. Uh, it's annoying. Yeah. It's annoying well, to you're the in common, the middle of it. I know. Well, I don't care about it. I, I'm just saying to the common Joe, I have to be honest, sports fan, right. it's annoying. Nobody really cares, I don't think. But if I were you, I would not be annoyed by it. I mean, I'm thrilled. It's amazing. I'm just saying, <laughs> if I weren't me, it's annoying. Yeah. I am me, so I'm thrilled. <laughs> and if somebody's willing to pay me what they're willing to pay me, I'm smart enough to say yes. That's all I got. That's all I can do. Um, I mean, it was pretty jarring, though, because you're synonymous with Fox Sports' coverage. And I know everybody put out their statements, and it it had to be a a difficult uh, move for you. And now you're going to ESPN with Troy. It's great that you get to keep the cohesion in that booth. I'm sure a lot of people have asked you about where Fox goes from here. Were you expecting that uh, to fill the big shoes of Joe Buck, they turned to Tom Brady? Uh, yeah, they, they floated that to me before I left. Um, and, and I, I didn't think it was completely realistic. I'm still not a hundred percent sure. The part where he retires? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) when, when is that? Exactly. And And then, you know, and then, then it becomes a job and you have to, it's, there are a lot of people that have just been phenomenal players, wonderful people, smart, 
can talk, and then you just have to see. I, I, I expect him to be great because he's great at everything. Yeah. But I think what you said before is staying with Troy. It's a known quantity for me at 53 years old at a place that's now got Super Bowls, and I'm like, ah, I, I'd rather take the known person and somebody I enjoy working with and just, you know, I'm, I'm excited for the two guys, Joe Davis in baseball, uh, for Kevin Burkhardt in football to kind of get out of their way and, and watch them grow and, and take on that opportunity. So I, I think everybody wins there, and, and I'm excited for those two guys in particular. Is it weird for you, Joe, ESPN? Is that is it? It's going to take some time, right? Well, my wife's there, so I see ESPN or Disney checks show up uh, every week. <laughs> we used to see those too, Joe. Yeah, yeah. no, I know. I, I read that you guys were there for a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I my wife's been there. She does the Monday Night Football interview on the pregame show, and uh, it's just it's become a family affair. So it, it dawned on us. I don't know, a couple months ago that we're actually now going to have no time apart. So <laughs> I don't know what this is going to do for my marriage and our relationship, but we'll just have to roll the dice and hope that it makes it stronger instead of ending it. How is flex scheduling uh, inevitably going to work for Monday Night Football? Because I think I'm... after week 12, I, th I think it's the same rules that NBC has had. But it doesn't start this year. It starts next year. So we, our schedule is our schedule. And it's actually really good, I think, compared to other years. But the flex part of it comes in next year. And, and I don't know what the lead time is. I think NBC's like 12 days gotta or figure, something. Kind of figure there's going to be a, a little bit more, a, a larger window because there's travel. With, with the game being flex, your departure time may not alter all that much if you're traveling to go to a game. But mid-season, all of a sudden, you're leaving on a Monday. Yeah. No, I, I'm glad that the whole Thursday-Sunday part of my life, when I was doing two games a week, oh, is yeah. gone. And the flex scheduling is not was not involved in that. And I had at least I could plan ahead. And I could work during baseball to get my basic research done, my boards, as I call them, for those games. So then when the time when that week showed up, I could put the numbers in. I could put the, you know, whatever I need to do the game. But, you know, had flex scheduling been a part of that, it, it would have been almost impossible. I mean, we knew what you were going to do every sports season, whether it be baseball or, or football with Fox. But already with ESPN, you've already done some cool stuff uh, with golf coverage. What can we expect you getting your hands into uh, over on the ESPN side? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, everybody thinks they're a producer and, and can come up with great ideas for content. We'll see if, if my... Uh, visions and maybe delusions of grandeur have any have any uh, validity to them. I I have some ideas. There are some some projects that uh, I, we're going to actually sit down and and present in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but we'll see. I, I think it's mainly going to be football. I did the PGA Mega Cast. It, it was good. It was fun. I'm glad I did it. Maybe we'll do one for the Masters. Maybe not. They said no this year. I think the PGA Championship was a test balloon and and we'll see if they liked it but but other than that i think it's going to be stuff more on the entertainment side and, and trying to you know branch out that way joe why do you think and we'll get you out of here in a second because we all have to go tee off here um why do you like the explosion in terms of nfl broadcasters the money being spent by the networks what's your theory on because and don't take you're the best in the business okay you don't have to say that. no but joe you are and you know that all right but i'm telling you you it told jimmy roberts that just like right. 10 you're right i did I did, but what I'm telling Everybody Joe is... Everybody that sits here 
<laughs> if Al, let's wear, get Al Michaels over. The here. best in the business, but I am Romo, telling you. <laughs> but I am telling you right now. Um, regardless of who's calling the game, if it's a game I want to watch, I'm watching said game. It doesn't. No doubt. Right. And so, what, like, what's your theory more. on the explosion here and the, and the network spending this kind of money on broadcasting? Well, I think when when you compare it to the rights fees and and the the billion of dollars of investments in getting the the rights to these games the matchups of the teams and and the, the ratings drivers like the Packers and the Cowboys and the you know whoever it might be the Chiefs and the you know go down the list uh, if you can parlay that as a network I think and maybe this is how they're thinking into a better schedule it can lead to more advertising dollars because theoretically the rating goes up. I agree with you. I, and my dad told me that. If you get hit by a bus going into the game, uh, you know, look up and see who's driving uh, the bus and, and see what, what hat they're wearing. He didn't say that part. But they're, they're still going to play the game. And they're probably not going to have a moment of silence for you. So nobody's tuning in the game because we're there. I think if the announcing is not enjoyable, it could make people tune out faster if the game is no good. Mm -hmm. But if the game's good, it does itself. So I, I agree with you. Um, I, I think they hope it leads to a better schedule, which leads to more advertising dollars, which leads to paying for the contracts that they handed out. I, th I think is best I can come up. You mentioned your prep board earlier. What's the least prepared you've ever been for a game? Uh, That's a good question. When I was doing the Missouri Valley Conference Game of the Week, when I was about 24, uh, and a year into my first marriage and showing up at SIU, the Salukis playing, uh, I don't know, uh, who's the team in Peoria? Uh, <laughs> I, I was like, I have no idea. I'm watching five on five, and I don't know any of these five players on either team, and I am faking my way through this. That's, that's the greatest nightmare of any broadcaster you show up and you can't see the field you don't know the names whatever so i, I would go back in time to my young self I, I don't think you can show up these days unprepared or, or you're gonna get found out and run out of business no you can joe i do it every day okay all right, <laughs> all right fair, enough. fair enough all right have fun today we you appreciate you stopping by and uh, any advice for mike ryan first time he's playing here today i played uh, last year he's, it's his first time enjoy the sights yes. and the sounds of being on the grass here at edgewood and uh you know don't kill anybody. <laughs> oh, that, he will. That's a lot better than chin down, which is what uh, Sugat's giving Bill's me. got on me saying it's the most cliched advice you can give, like, in golf. It's like, hey, keep, keep your head chin down. down. Keep your head down. <laughs> yeah. Are you so amazed that he still has that piece of ketchup right there on the right cheek? I don't know. I'm not. But the whitehead's gone. Maybe it was a booger. In case Joe was hungry. All right, Joe. But congratulations on the move to uh, right, to ESPN. Guys. And you're right. It's uh, it's great opportunity. Kevin Burkhart is a great play-by-play -play guy. He's and but yes. but an even better person. Yeah. So I mean, he's he's. I'm so happy for him. More opportunities for more people. Yeah. Yeah. Good. It's good fantastic. Uh, we appreciate you, man. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. We'll talk to you. Stugats here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. 
Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold Miller Lights. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer.